My name is Maggie Reekman, and welcome to American Bittersweet, a podcast series about the National Willa Cather Center in Red Cloud, Nebraska, and the people here who keep the legacy of the 20th century American writer alive. Like Cather, the organization is complex in a way that cannot be contained within one genre, one environment, or one podcast episode alone. The featured interviews between myself and various employees are meant to highlight how the educational mission of the foundation is bolstered by each individual and their collaborative efforts, values, and perspectives. Today I'm talking with tour guides and bookstore workers Janet and Linda at the National Willa Cather Center. They join me in the kitchen, the staff kitchen, and Janet is eating a Reuben <laughs> and Linda is sucking on a mint. <laughs> So, <laughs> just trying to be transparent. <laughs> so, to begin, I'll ask you the question, and it's okay if you don't remember, because <laughs> um, Linda had mentioned to me earlier she didn't remember. How long have you been working at the National Willa Cather Center? Seven years. Seven years for Janet. Seven summers. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I've been here. I'd say three. Three? I don't know. I barely can keep track of myself. I know. I'd say three years. Yeah. In the winter, Janet flies south. And um, uh, how did you guys find yourselves in these positions? I found myself actually called and asked if I'd be interested. At the time, I thought I was volunteering, and I said yes, not knowing it's a paid, paid position. position. <laughs> Ashley is our executive director. I've mentioned her a few times, and. She's a Red Cloud native as well, so she um, had known you through various other, you know, involvements mm -hmm. in the community. She called me, too. Uh, actually, uh, my husband sold the water drilling business and decided to retire, and I thought, well, I'm going to, too. <laughs> well, I did 10 years of sitting at home, leaning over my sewing machine, quilting. <laughs> I thought, I can't do this. Another mm. ten years. So uh, Ashley called and said, "Are you interested in being a tour guide?" And I said, "I'll be right down." <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so I guess another question I'll get into before the next one: um, What was your understanding of the National Willa Cather Center before working here? Like, what services or features of it had you been aware of? Well, I was aware of it because, well, um. Bev and Patty, when they were working for Cather, they told me a lot about what was going on. Mm -hmm. And that's when it was located down the street by the bank building. Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, I had never read Cather. Yeah, and it moved from the bank building in 2003 here, right? And then the most recent restoration, restorations were in 2017. Yeah, just to give some context to the readers. Yeah. Um, I really didn't know how much was involved here. Uh, had no clue. Well, I didn't have a clue at all with everything that was involved. No, no I didn't either. Um, I had read a couple of Willis books, but it had been a long time ago. Um, but I, I got tired of hearing all these negative things in the community mm. about Willa Cather. And, uh, since I've been working here, I just I just like to tell them where to go. <laughs> we still have a lot of negative negativity, oh, yeah. and I think it's basically because of some of the 
clientele that come in are a little different than we are mm -hmm. because they're from all over the United States and mm -hmm. some out of the country. Mm -hmm. And people that grew up here aren't really open to change mm -hmm. or difference. So you kind of view it as more of a cultural barrier mm -hmm. between yes. the types of audiences we attract. Right. Yes. And, and that kind of deters us from attracting locals, which is another target audience, but um, right. it's hard to prioritize both. Perfect. Um, so speaking of um, Red Cloud, what was it like growing up in Catherland and, um, you know, being surrounded by this since it was uh, founded in 1955 and um, y'all been here growing up? I know you left for about 20 years, right, Linda? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can you just tell me a bit of your experience, what it was like? I don't know. Do we want to tell them everything? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, really, Cather was on the back burner when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, we knew Bilbrid, Mildred and Bill. Bill was a, his, her son was a year older than mm. us. Um, Mildred was different, mm -hmm. I thought, in my own opinion. Yeah. And Mildred's husband was my doctor, Dr. Bennett. Mm. Mildred was the founder of the Willa Cather Pioneer Memorial. And she was from Iowa, right? Did she no, uh, South Dakota. South, South Dakota. Dakota, okay. And mm -hmm. she moved here. Right. Well, I, I think her husband, um, he was doing his, uh, uh, getting his medic degree, medical degree in Omaha. And I have a feeling they met in Omaha. I don't know where they met. But I have no idea. He grew up just 13 miles west of here. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to come back to Red Cloud to start his medical practice. Mm -hmm. And they were married at the time. So it makes me think they met down in Omaha. Was probably. he as much as a sweetheart as he comes across buying that house for her birthday? No. No? <laughs> I didn't think he was. He was kind of a gruff man. Mm. But he knew what he was doing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He'd make house calls, even. This is how mm. old we are. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Ben, or Dr. Ober did, too. But, uh, yeah, he was kind of, but he knew how to, I mean, if you had a sore throat, you got your throat swapped with iodine. Oh, yeah. You know? mm. Yeah. Uh, there was no messing around about that. <laughs> well, he sewed my tendon back together. I cut my thumb in high school, getting ready for a... Christmas thing, oh. local thing. Mm -hmm. And I was whittling on a Christmas tree, and it, the knife slipped, and I, my thumb was laying down in the palm of my hand. So I'd have to go in every day and wiggle my thumb. I was in a cast, mm -hmm. and I had to go in every day and wiggle my thumb so <laughs> to make sure it was still working. Yeah. Oh, God. If you can't get a thumbs up, what are you going to do? No. Like, uh, what are you going to do without that? <laughs> so basically what I'm hearing is that you grew up around all these almost like mythologized figures that we talk about every day in the Cather Center and you didn't really think anything of it. Right. Yeah. No. That's awesome. Like you talk about Dr. Bennett on the, like the tour at the childhood home and how he bought the house for Mildred and yeah. his, um, and yeah. you grew up going to the doctor with him. I think yeah. that's so interesting. Yeah. First time I realized I had uh, environmental allergies. I was probably 20. Mm -hmm. I never had allergies before while I was living here, and I was gone for a couple years. And we were home visiting my parents, and I got up 
and oh, I was just a mess. So I went into Dr. Bennett and I said, he said, you've got hay fever and allergies. And I said, I grew up here. I have never had this. Well, you got it now, he said. <laughs> and that's he that. He was gruff. He was a gruff man. His office was up on 281 where A.J. Lockhart lives now. Oh. No, that's not 281. That's I mean 136. Yeah. yeah. But shadowing you um, both for when I was learning my um, how to give a tour and preparing for the tour test, it was so interesting to hear the different expertise you brought to the table being Red Cloud natives and how when you go into these historical sites, you just have like a... Um, we have our own little story. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and you have like an up close and personal firsthand mm -hmm. knowledge of um, the history of those sites and yeah. the people who... We're either living in them, going to church in them, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going on to your uh, job as a tour guide and uh, bookstore worker, can you describe what a typical day looks like for you working here? You never know. What is <laughs> it going to something. be? It's never the same. No. Never the same. Yeah. We just got back from the front desk where Linda probably stamped over 50 books because <laughs> we got a big order in. and. Um, yeah. Uh, we embroider, too, when there's oh. nothing else to do. We embroider the tea towels that are sold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every time someone's buying one, I make sure to plug y'all. <laughs> I say, we actually have tour guides who create these. And they love them. Yeah. <laughs> Someone bought a bird one today. Really? Oh. Mm -hmm. So, um, going you know, on. The minute you walk in the door, though, if you've got a, a tour waiting on you, you know, uh, that's what you do. You check in and. And go. Go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And grab your key and go. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. always a hassle. Yeah, it was acting very strangely this morning. The darn pennies. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> well, it wasn't coming out at $200. It was coming out weird. Yeah. And I couldn't find it. We recounted. and. Yeah, she typed in 85 pennies, but since she hadn't had her cursor out of the box, it didn't add yet. I don't know. I don't know. Very finicky, along with our card reader. I'm afraid that everyone thinks I'm going to steal their identity because I enter the cards manually. It's like, I promise you I don't have a photogenic memory. I will not remember. Not photogenic. What do you call it when you have? A photogenic. Photogenic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then um, speaking particularly to giving tours, can you explain to me how... Uh, giving the tours has changed over the years you've been here with you being here seven years and you three I know they recently um, Went through all the archival sources we had and made citations and everything. So was it kind of um, a Learning curve, you know changing your understanding of the tour. I Find the childhood home. They've taken a lot out. Yeah, but I think that'll go uh, back after they get the basement. Well, I don't know They keep talking about changing the childhood home. So mm -hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen that house has to be uh, jacked up and a new foundation put under it. Okay. And I think that's why there's not a many there because I don't know when they're going to start. I thought it was this fall. Mm. I know they've been talking about um, the wallpaper for a long time and yeah. uh, different aspects of the house. Yeah. A lot of the things that were in her bedroom are other places now. Yeah. Um, uh, just to keep the dirt and dust down out of that bedroom. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, that house has to have a new foundation, or at least the one they're fixed. And uh, 
and they'll do a new growth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So the tour kind of changes depending on which artifacts are available for um, Well, you really don't. I just say some are authentic, some are not. Yeah, and I don't point out anything. Yeah. That I just tell them, you know, we don't have much in here because this right, building is I going to be it. renovated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't yeah. want all that in here. I find myself saying, of the time, of the time, of the right. time a lot because um, they are often asking... I point out the items original to the family, and then they're like, oh, but what about that item? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's difficult because, especially in the main parlor in the childhood home, a lot of things have been taken out of there yeah. that were authentic. Yeah. So I just say, you know, for preservation purposes, many things are in the archives. Yeah. yeah. And I often find that some visitors are interested in the restoration processes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they ask more questions about that. Yeah. 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 And um, speaking of maybe what particular interests guests might have, what does a typical interaction with a guest look like? And I know typical is a loaded word because, again, it's not typical because no. every day and every guest is different. No, usually, well, you know, those people are here for one purpose. Mm-hmm. Taking a tour for one purpose. And most of the people are very friendly. Uh, they enjoy the little uh, blips that we can put in there about knowing what personally what went on in these houses mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. who it was and everything. Um, I had one couple in seven years. I had one couple that never said one word mm-hmm. the whole time we were out on a town tour. Not one word. I was beginning to think they didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, yeah. But they acted like they understood, but they never said a word. Yeah. And um, a town tour is an hour and a half, so imagine an hour and a half of silence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess silence from their end. But most of the people are very talkative and ask questions, and, and they're fun. Mm-hmm. They really are mm-hmm. fun to take out. Yeah. I find it difficult. Some people take the tour that's never read Catholic. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I don't know really why they take the tour because they have no clue what we're talking about, <laughs> yeah. you know, for in the book, My Antonia or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. They have no idea. Yeah, because the tour is um, very much, the tour narrative is centered on Cather's life is and how it articulates with her literature. So um, lots of specific artifacts or specific rooms are tied back to a book or a short I story. I do find, though, that they'll come back and buy books. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a plus. Yeah. yeah. If, they, if they haven't read anything, they're going to yeah. after taking the tour. You know, and some of the husbands. Oh, in, gosh. <laughs> you know, they're there because Our of wife. <laughs> They want to know what kind of wood that is. Oh my gosh, Cheryl talked about the same thing. It's like, sorry. Uh, like yeah. your, your power is not relevant here. Your knowledge <laughs> take us somewhere else. Well, the, the husbands uh, act like they have been dragged there by their hair. You know? Yeah. And uh, But they go on the tour. And when you get back here, they're the ones that are asking the questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, there you go. They they do. They they've been listening. Especially they enjoy the train, the depot down there. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and then speaking of the types of guests uh, that we get here, 
if you had to maybe list off or describe the types of guests you see, what would you would you say? The type? Yeah, like are they where are they traveling from? Where are their interests? What age groups? What are their goals? I find all age groups actually. Mm -hmm. uh, where they're from, they're from everywhere. Yeah, uh, we get a lot of Minnesota people, mm -hmm. which surprised me. After the New Yorker come out, we had. A oh, lot my. of people. Yeah. There was a New Yorker over. article by Alex Ross, 2017, right? And it uh, covered the yeah. new dedication of the restored moon block yeah. and Laura Bush's visit. And yeah, he interviewed lots of people, and it's a very good article. So if anyone's listening and is at all interested in this stuff, that's a great read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got a lot of people that had read that. And it came because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But lots I of find that. That is more um, middle-aged uh, people uh, coming in, and they've usually uh, read or had to read one of the books in high school. In high school, mm -hmm. high school. People, a lot of people haven't read since school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, but if you kind of refresh their memories, that's oh yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would say they're the majority. Of our, I don't know. I I kind of find all ages. The younger uh, younger set, I less of, but older people and middle aged people. Mm -hmm. But there are some older people. The thing I find difficult are handicapped. Mm -hmm. You know, with the steps and, mm -hmm. and oh yeah, the childhood home is not very accessible. I wonder if they're gonna do something about those stairs. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll. Usually, if, if they don't think they can handle the stairs, they'll... they'll don't, they don't go. No, they'll just stay down in the kitchen. I don't know where those but chairs went. Oh, we yeah. used to have chairs in the closet. And I twice I've gone to get a chair for somebody, and they're gone. Huh. Yeah, I've never seen the chairs. So I'm really glad. I covered behind the, the yeah. steps. There was two folding chairs. Yeah, really. Gone. I'm really glad that the bank building is going to have elevator access now yeah. that they build the hotel. I think right. that'll be great. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I think that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's difficult, like, thinking about historical preservation and um, the practicality of, like, taking people on tours and how to make these spaces, you accessible. know, yeah, mm -hmm. like, original to how it was when Catherine here, was here and then also accessible. It's, like, how much um, you'd have to, like, change the architecture. and. Yeah. Well, I have read, though, that... If Cather were to walk down the streets today, she would know it would look pretty much like it did. Yeah, except for amazing. sidewalks and roads. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I so, love that. And like I had a couple today that was impressed with the way the whole town looked. They said mm -hmm. they go into small towns and it's all dilapidated and mm -hmm. ugly and yeah. they like this town. Yeah, it is beautiful. <laughs> As someone who came from another small town, I mean, our downtown is in Clay Center is more of a square around the courthouse, and it doesn't look awful, but just very little storefronts are filled. Our grocery store is even gone. Is it? Yeah, mm -hmm. and there's been a demolished building, and I don't know. Oh, you need a renovation. Okay. Yeah, we do. We need a little cafe there, something like that. Um, okay, and then, um, Janet, you'd mentioned that you might not be able to answer this question very well since you're not here in the winter um but what are the differences between working in the bookstore in the summer and winter because i know that um our 
tourism season very much begins when the cranes lift off, right? That's what I've been told. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And That's like April, April, May, yeah. Mm-hmm. Winter is um, not busy tour-wise mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's difficult to stay busy, to look busy. I mean, you, if you're in brighter, you can always in, in mm-hmm. brighter tea towels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, like a, there's usually always something to do, but tours are very slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you prefer working during tour season or when it is busy? Yes. Oh yes. Yes. Time goes faster. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, do you have a certain frame of mind you keep when helping visitors? Whether you're work, like greeting them in the bookstore, giving them some sort of book recommendation, or taking them on a tour, or the various other tasks you do in interactions. Yeah, now that was a question. Um, do you have a certain frame of mind? Well, I do. My normal frame of mind. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. <laughs> What's your normal frame of mind? I, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> work hard, play hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always tried to be um, attentive to mm-hmm. their questions, uh, to, you know, tell them, you know, we're not perfect, but mm-hmm. uh, this is what we do. And uh, I don't know, just be friendly with them. Yeah. Tell them, and, and don't go, I don't exactly go by the book. I'm the, Put my own I don't spin. Think anybody does. Yeah. Put my yeah. own spin on it. So as you get all the information in there, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. To be more personable and yeah. you know, kind of introduce them to Janet and Linda rather than just um, some faceless yeah. poor guy, you know? Right. Yeah. So they know they're meeting a real life person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this kind of goes and zooms out this question into um, the National Willow Catherine Center in general. Do you have a favorite aspect of the things that we do? Um, like a service we provide or whether that be tours, the exhibit, oh, or gallery? I think I like too. The entertainment upstairs. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't get to see the Blix performance and the that room. was on Friday, but I heard it was a hit. <laughs> yeah, they were, it was fun. I didn't get to see much of it. We worked into yeah, yeah. Oh, did you do the bar? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, Tom enjoyed it even. Being, being involved, <laughs> just and being involved with the community. Yeah, like oh, the yeah. sort of um, collaborations with small businesses and other yeah. um, groups. Because the Blix Theater Group, they were working with the Child Developmental Center. In a week long camp, and then they used our opera house space mm-hmm. to put on a performance. Yeah. Hi. Please. Hello. You're interrupting our meeting. Oh, oh it's okay. I, I forgot Sorry. to sign in, too. Well, I'm here. <laughs> We're recording a podcast episode. Do you want to say hi? What are you, what are you, what are you it's a podcast episode. Part of the, oh, part Do you want to introduce part. yourself? I don't want to be part of that. Okay. <laughs> She's been worked here a lot of years. Yeah. She got tired of doing tours. And she works up in the archive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we, that's another thing we have, and we'll speak to the people who work in the archive in another episode, but mm -hmm. um, we have a climate-controlled archive upstairs, so there's lots of things we do. And um, So uh, why would you say that the tour guide aspect of the National World Catholic Center is your favorite? Oh, it's my favorite, too. <laughs> it's my favorite. What? The tour guide tour services oh, that we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And why do you um, appreciate it so much? Is it because it... I like, like meeting the different people. Yeah. I do, too. I do, too. And finding out where they're from, and, and then you get them to talking, and you, you know, they tell you what they're doing mm -hmm. or traveling. Yeah. Or... I love asking, where are y'all traveling from? Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, it's just, it's so nice making connections with people, maybe when you didn't expect it, and you never know what face is going to come through the door. Right. I've had people leave their business cards, I've had people ask for my name, and I gave them their name, we had some sort of like mutual connection or mutual mm -hmm. interest, yeah. and I don't know, I promised to send a man a postcard whenever I um, travel abroad, <laughs> so um, yeah, just like all sorts of people, and I don't know, especially as like a young person and just a temporary summer intern, I feel like it's very rewarding because um, I feel that it doesn't matter what age the people are or where they're coming from or what their background is. I just think whoever you are, if you're present in a moment talking about something like Cather or Red Cloud or history or mm -hmm. even some other tangent, it's just so easy to connect and relate yeah. to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then do you have anything to add before we get into our last kind of hypothetical question? I like to end the episode with a silly hypothetical question. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Well, if you could hear Cather do a reading of one of her books, which would you pick and why? I'd love to have her signature on a book, too. I love her signature. So if we could hear her reading one of them? Yeah, if you went to, like, a, an author series. Like, you know, we have those ones mm -hmm. that we do. If you could go to a, um, a book reading that she had, say, in the opera house, <laughs> um, which book would you like to hear her read an excerpt of and why? I would say either uh, My Antonia or Lost Lady. Hmm. Why would you pick one of those? Lost Lady's quite saucy, and you got me onto that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a Lost Lady, I mean, it's so real. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it mm -hmm. is what it is. Take it or leave it, basically. Um, I, I like it. I don't know, when the kids go out there and in the meadow and mm -hmm. and just, you can just picture sport. it, you know? Yeah. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I think maybe, I might like to hear, oh, Pioneer. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was a strong woman, having trouble with her brothers and... Uh, <clears throat> Alexandra Bergson, yeah, right. or whatever the yeah. antagonist's name is. Yeah. I think I would like to hear that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Imagine, like, walking down the prairie with Catherine reading some of her descriptions of the landscape. That would just yeah. be, gosh, I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be soothing and heartbreaking all at the same time. I don't know. Mm. Well, perfect. Um, anything else to add? Do you think Willa Cather was well-liked as a child? As a child? Growing up like a teenager? I think by the people who got to know her and had um, 
you who, know, who bothered to take the time. Yeah, who had less than but, superficial uh, interactions. The first impression of her, do you think? Well, she was always very forward. And that rubs a lot of people wrong. I know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think she was unapologetic in how yeah, she strayed right. from conformity. Well, what got to me, what I noticed is I read somewhere where, you know, she'd be playing or out with her friends and she'd get tired of them and just go in well, the house. <laughs> Not goodbye, <laughs> nothing. Mm-hmm. Just go in the house and yeah. forget the whole thing. <laughs> I just wonder how other people took her. Well, uh, I think she had a lifetime of people who criticized her. You can tell oh. by the two pews we have out there were criticisms mm-hmm. on her that she was a very big target. Mm-hmm. Critics. Yeah, yeah. I think people just get upset when you disappoint them in some way they can't control. When you put them in a box in your head and they get out of it, yeah. or they they don't fit in the box just because it's something that you fabricated. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think she had an understanding of. Um, well, I think she also had a fabricated idea, like an imagined reality, of what people saw her as, and I think that was something that was reflected in her literature too. Well, she was so smart. And I, I remember as a kid, you know, the really smart kids in school weren't very, very well liked, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking back to when I was a kid and she was so smart. I mean, my God, she knew Latin and Greek. So. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare. Shakespeare, yes. And I, I just can't imagine, you know who I think of all the time, Tom Jerry McDowell well, and Tom, Tom McMahon. <laughs> And they're both gone. Yeah. 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 Tom uh, was very smart. Never had to study. Never took a book home. Jerry wanted to be the valedictorian, but he had to take books home and he had to study. And and if Tom made a better grade than he did, he was mad. um, Tom was my next door neighbor. Oh. He hit me in the back with a board. Oh my gosh. With a nail. Sure. I'll never forget. Tom McMahon did. Did you yeah. have to go to Dr. Wilbur's? No. <laughs> I didn't. Wow. No, pulled it out yeah. and away we went. <laughs> but I think it's um I think it's comforting that maybe if Catherine wasn't fully accepted for who she was, you know, in her young years, she made really valuable connections that stayed with her and she continued oh, to yeah. do so. Yeah. She, so she knew her crowd. Carrie yeah. Matter Sherwood. They were friends forever and she met yeah. her here. Yeah. Um and then her travels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Well, this was fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Time.